Welcome to No Things Considered. I actually am recording on the right microphone today, and I've got a lot to talk about. First of all, I want to tell you what I'm drinking. You have to always drink when you do these podcasts. I forget to do that all the time. I always have a drink in my hand when I'm recording a podcast here, not at the Washington Times when we do the right opinion. But when I do No Things Considered, there is most likely always a drink in my hand. Uh, and, and this week is the Resilient 14 Year. This is a, it's bottled in Tennessee. Uh, sorry, it's distilled in Tennessee, bottled in uh, Kentucky. I'm trying to see who makes it. You should really check it out, though. It is, uh, I don't know why I don't see who makes it here. Oh, that's very informed of me. Uh, but Resilient 14, very delicious. It is 60.9% uh, uh, alcohol, so 121.8 proof. But you cut it with water. You don't just drink that stuff straight. It'll burn your face off. So very delicious. And uh, it's my my way to prevent from coronavirus is, of course, by corrupting my liver with delicious bourbon. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things today, not related to politics necessarily. We can get to some politics, but one of the things I want to talk about as I drink bourbon, I am legitimately drinking, you can hear my cubes in there, is uh, really how people are coping with this. I wrote a piece this week in the Washington Times about how, you know, I've begun talking to my neighbors more, I've been checking in with my friends more, I've been more caring and concerned about people. And I realized today, just before I recorded this, literally, not even a half hour earlier today, somebody dropped off my wallet to me. And I want to tell that story because of how kind and how incredible that is uh, when, we, when we think about it and like how people can actually reach out and make a difference with one another and how people are actually more concerned about one another and being honest. Uh, I lost my wallet yesterday. I went for a walk. I do these three-mile walks around basically the National Mall. I'm, I live about a half mile, maybe about three-quarters of a mile from the National Mall, about a mile from the capital. So I take these long walks and no one's out and you can social distance and go to the parks. There's nothing wrong with that. So I go and take a, a very long loop where I go from basically the capital all the way down to the Lincoln Memorial and then kind of come back up and then walk down past the Smithsonian Castle. It's a very, very big loop. I, I do this. I used to do this at 11 o'clock at night until I was robbed at gunpoint a couple of years ago and I felt unsafe to do it anymore that way. I can't, you can't conceal carry on uh, federal grounds, by the way. So in case you guys are wondering all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I've been taking these walks to, you know, get out of the house uh, while I've been, you know, social distancing or whatever, even though my life is kind of that way anyway. And uh, when I was coming back, I realized that the local, uh, the salad place that I really like, it's a brand new place called Grazi Grazi down by the uh, wharf, the new wharf in D.C. If you ever get a chance to go down there, they have very, very good salads at like very cheap prices for D.C., shockingly cheap prices for D.C. So... Uh, what I did, um, I pulled out my wallet and, you know, I'm going to do takeout. So I pulled out my wallet on uh, this kind of like remote street that I was on and uh, filled out the little app and then I ordered from the app and then I put my wallet away and I never saw my wallet again. I went and got my let uh, my salad. I didn't even think about it until later uh, and I came home and then there's nothing worse than losing your mind when you lose your wallet in the middle of a pandemic. And there's not that many people out. Unfortunately, one of my neighbors was one of those people who were out. And uh, she went through my wallet. I don't have a, a local license. Uh, so she tried to call uh, 411, and then she tried to call uh, um, the banks. And the banks were no help, obviously, because they didn't tell her, you know, where to locate me, obviously. I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. She literally said, they were like, ah, you know, just throw the cards away. But she didn't give up, and I have, I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA, and she found my SAG-AFTRA number, and she called SAG-AFTRA. And SAG-AFTRA called me and said, hey, there's a nice lady who has your wallet. She didn't ask for anything for it. I gave her a nice bottle of wine. Not bourbon. Gave her wine. Um, but uh, that was 
very, very kind of her and uh, and very intelligent, by the way, to call up SAG after and say, hey, I got this guy's card um, and I'd like to locate him. I found their wallet and, and SAG gave me a call. So fantastic. Got it back. Uh, very smart lady and a very kind lady. And, and so these things happen in the world. There are actually kind people in the world who will do nice things for you who don't know you. And it turns out she's one of my neighbors. So, uh, you know, she'll have a nice bottle of wine now that she can enjoy self-quarantining with. That doesn't happen. I just feel like that's like, it's one of those things that comes out of this. Like we're all working together and, and uh, that was just incredible, an incredible amount of work that she put in, honestly, to, to try to find me. And maybe we can credit that to self-quarantining and social distancing and working from home. People have more time. But I really think that, and I hope that more people were as kind um, as her. So that really saves me a lot of stress and I'm very grateful for that. Oh, on the other side of that is, of course, I think everybody's getting this anxiety when it comes to uh, COVID-19 and coronavirus. And they should, because I mean, if you watch, you can't not have it, right? You're watching the news and every cough you make, and I'm going to clear my throat. throat) I've been clearing my throat because I have seasonal allergies. On top of that, my place is a dump. Don't tell anyone this. My place where I live is not the cleanest, we'll say. I would probably put it in the bottom. Like, I mean, we're hoarders and people like that stack newspapers. I really don't stack newspapers and trash. So I'm going to say that we are in the we're not in the top 25% of clean places, but, you know, probably, you know, a little, a little less than the top 30% of clean places. So my, my place in particular is covered in dust. And so I start go I start to go cleaning because I think, of course, uh, paranoid that I lose my wallet. So I'm going to start digging around and, and find it somehow magically somewhere. So I start digging and dust is going everywhere. And I'm hacking up along for like two hours. Like I, I actually went to bed coughing and I woke up fine. And then I started dusting again. I started coughing again. And I say this to say this. Bourbon's delicious, by the way. But I say this to say this. If you are paranoid or you have a little bit of hypochondrian like I do, uh, you're going to lose your mind if you dust. Because every cough, like my heart, I'm going to have high blood pressure too. Like, just go ahead and diagnose me with high blood pressure. Uh, I'm losing my mind uh, with this. My mind's, yeah, like, see, that's the problem. I'm schizophrenic too. Uh, I'm losing my mind. Because every time I cough, every time I sneeze, every time I like have any kind of itchy throat, any kind of drip, I think, oh my God, I'm going to die. And I can't be the only one that thinks this way. And, and you can't be that way. You can't think that way or else you're going to, that's not how to live your life. And like I live myself, I live uh, very social distance from as many people as possible. That's why I used to like going out on the mall at 11 o'clock at night when no one was out to be able to walk the National Mall. Uh, now I go out because no one is out and, and everyone is social distancing and it is fantastic. I think this should be like the norm. Why can't we social distance to begin with? Uh, why can't we be germaphobes to begin with? I don't know. But I look at this and I'm like, this is like fantastic for me. So I go get my exercise and I do my whole thing. But on top of that, the reason that I am a bit of a germaphobe is because I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. And so that balances out that when I get a little bit of dust, when there's just a little bit of stuff around the house, and there's a lot of stuff around the house. Um, you know, I, I collect action figures, so I have shelves of, like, really cool displayed action figures. They're awesome, actually. Um, it's very 40-year-old virgin style. I don't care. I live my life. I do what I want to do. And if I want to collect action figures, you can mock it all you want. I collect bourbon, too, and that's awesome. And they're both awesome. Being a nerd is awesome. I'm proud of it. Uh, that being said... I, uh, I had to dust off those action figures and those shelves. And I'll tell you what, those those shelves basically looked like it had snowed three feet. I mean, there was just so much dust. I actually have an air filter that I turned on by it, but it still wasn't enough. I um, probably should have made myself some sort of a mask 
Um, I'm not deserving of a medical mask, but my God, if this was another time, I would need a face shield and a medical mask to dust. And so between digging under my bed and under couches and in couches and in chairs for my wallet and then cleaning today, I've done nothing but cough and have nothing but a drip. And so if I turn on the news and I see people talk about any any remote anything about ventilators or uh, just any kind of any kind of illness, any kind of, uh, you know, coughing or whatever else comes along with coronavirus, I will automatically think I'm dying. And I can't be the only one. And that's why I'm saying this. I cannot be the only one who is going through this coronavirus paranoia. And, and look, justifiably so, right? Like this is a bad thing and, and we should be paranoid and we should be concerned about other people. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's crazy and I'm never going to clean again because the next time I clean, I'm going to think I'm dying as well. I'm, a, <laughs> I have a fragile, I'm fragile with my anxiety. And uh, so when I when I start cleaning and it you know I, I think that's a good that's a good resolve right like so if if I get paranoid because I think I have coronavirus when I clean I just shouldn't clean problem solved by the way if you hear any kind of uh, construction in the background for some reason the property managers here where I live have decided to uh, tear up all of the sidewalks because what better time than during a pandemic when everyone is stuck at home to tear up all the sidewalks in the in the area and replace them. I have, no, I have no idea what the hell is going on in this building. I want to talk about the, let's do let's do a little bit of politics. I want to talk about what Nancy Pelosi came out and said today because Nancy Pelosi's out spiking the football like she won something big for the American people. And she didn't. She didn't. She was doing what the Republicans wanted to do to begin with. She, she may have added a couple of bucks or something for people, but it really, it's not that big of a deal in, in uh, comparison to what Republicans were doing. Republicans were trying to get the stimulus package pushed back over the weekend, but Nancy Pelosi pushed it off. And for some reason, people, if you believe that she did something positive just for the American people, you're losing your minds. You really are. Because she was adding things in there, like $25 million for the Kennedy Center. Why in the hell does the Kennedy Center need $25 million in the middle of a pandemic? There were there were other things about diversity of like corporate boards, uh, voting. There's all this just bullshit that she was trying to put into this this legislation to try to squeeze it through because she knew that it needed to be passed. And she came out today and spiked the football and said the Republicans were trying to do things for their corporate friends. Yeah, they were trying to do things for their corporate friends because their corporate friends need to stay in business to employ people. Yeah, that's no shit. No shit. And if you believe that she, I mean, she, I believe they have another $25 million for uh, salaries uh, and uh, for the House of Representatives as well. Like this is, this is trash. And I can't believe people were dumb enough to believe that she was holding out just for the American people. She wasn't holding out for the American people. They, they, they could have passed something for the American people on Saturday. They could have passed the stripped-down bill on Saturday that didn't have all of the pork in it for Democrats that were holding things up in the House. They'd actually already agreed to it with Chuck Schumer in the Senate. And they decided not to. Nancy Pelosi flew back and changed the rules. If you want to see people, if you want to see the the honest, the God's honest truth in all of this, you need to just go watch what Susan Collins said on the floor of the Senate. Because Susan Collins does not get angry, and she lost her mind on Chuck Schumer and Democrats on the floor of the Senate. That's your tell on all of this. So Nancy Pelosi comes out and has her her uh, press conference today and spikes the football and pretends as if Democrats were the only people doing things and Republicans were just in it for themselves. Republicans are running this whole thing. She's also talking about how like aid and whatnot to doctors and things like that, as if she has any kind of control over it. That's the federal government under the executive branch that's doing that and controlling that. And, and I think doing a great job with it. But Nancy Pelosi is going to come out and pretend like she's doing something other than sitting in her office and, and literally squeezing in pork that they had pre-written to throw into a bill whenever they needed to. 
This was a trash move. And uh, then the the Kennedy Center, of course, yesterday, <laughs> digging a hole for themselves by saying, uh, putting out a, a statement. I, this is this should tell you, this is like peak swamp, right? Like the Kennedy Center where like all the bougie people go for shows. You still have to pay for tickets there, by the way. We're not getting free tickets, even though you know, that's where Hamilton shows. You're not going to get free tickets to Hamilton with his $25 million taxpayers. But not that I would, I've never seen it. I have just no desire to. I don't, I don't know. It's not my thing. Um, but... The Kennedy Center releases a statement yesterday talking about how great this money is for them and how it'll benefit the arts and yada, yada, yada. This ain't no time for arts. This isn't the time for us to go to, like, see a show. Why in the hell would you... Why do they think this is a good idea? And they got uh, absolutely ratioed and crushed on Twitter talking about it. One of my tweets was one of the best ones where I asked uh, how many how many ventilators can be purchased for, I think, $35 million. I know that changed. The, the original number was $35 million that was going to go to them. It went to $25 million. And everybody else just stomping all over them, both left and right, by the way. Because, you know, in a time where people were dying, when it, in a time when doctors and uh, nurses and medical professionals and first responders need more equipment, better equipment to be able to help Americans who are being affected by this coronavirus, they're busy trying to figure out more money. Their, their CEO, by the way, makes $1.3 million at the Kennedy Center, but they're trying to figure out where, you know, how to, how to clean their red carpets there, literally. There's nothing more like District 1 in the Hunger Games than that. You know, somebody's grandmother right now in Arkansas is dying, but that, you know, who could never afford to come to Washington, D.C., but the Kennedy Center, God bless them, got $25 million so they can clean their red carpets and, you know, shine their, polish their brass. And I think that's, that's disturbing should disturb everyone. And that's part of the Democrats' pork that they threw into this. That is something that they wanted to put in here in the middle of Republicans just trying to get extra money to businesses and to Americans. And that should bother, I mean, I've said it a million times, that should bother everybody. Now, I want to talk about one more thing before we go, and it's it relates back to what I was talking about earlier with my paranoia, with my anxiety, with my hypochondria when it comes to this stuff. Uh, just as an FYI, for you guys, if you're staying at home, um, don't rush to the hospital if you have these symptoms. Like there's, wait, wait until, look, I, you know, you will get a little bit of a fever once in a while. You will get allergies. You will have things. If it's bad, go to the hospital. If not, you can try to self-medicate and stay home and just self-quarantine if you feel like you might have it. There's no reason to rush out and get a test, you know, unless you feel, you know, you have all of those symptoms, you know, the fever, the chills, all of those things. But like me, I, I, I have identified probably Oh my God. Every day I could probably have one of the symptoms and, and could rush to the hospital if I was truly, truly paranoid. But I, I know for the greater good that somebody else needs that test more than me. And so that's, that's what I worry about is so many people are going to get tested just because they have seasonal allergies or they sneeze or, you know, they have a little bit of a drip. Um, really refer to the CDC website and take a look at all of the, the illnesses. And, and if you if you fit the criteria of all of them and you really, really believe it, go go to the hospital and get checked but or go wherever you need to go, a center to get checked for coronavirus. But like me in particular, I, will, I know this time of year I get sick. I know this time of year I get my, my regular cold or my regular allergies and my regular, you know, um, kind of like sweats or whatever you want to call it. Like I have the same thing like every year. I don't have that now, but I have my, my normal, you know, when I dusted today and I cough for like 90 minutes because I'm an idiot um, and my place is dirty. Um, don't freak out. Uh, don't panic about that stuff and wait for all of the, all of the symptoms, you know, especially if you're a young person, don't, don't, uh, don't go and take advantage of the system if you don't have to. So, um, but if you do, you know, 
and you and you think you have it, of course, keep yourself quarantined for uh, 14 days. So that's uh, that's all I have to say today. I mean, talking. I think we covered enough here, but uh, that's going to be it for uh, No Things Considered. My name is Tim Young. Of course, if you want to follow me, you can go to at Tim Runs His Mouth on Twitter. Also, NoThingsConsidered.com. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, share it with your friends. And uh, yeah, take care of each other and, and be kind to one another. I mean, I think that was a really good example of how we can be kind to one another, the, the neighbor returning my wallet. And just uh, take, a, take a look at my recent column with the Washington Times, where if you take a look at it, like, maybe it's time that we, we use this opportunity to uh, remember to care about each other and check in on our friends and just be better people. So that's it for No Things Considered, guys. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you next time.